I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. The director of the Westlaco Economic Development Corporation, Steve Valdez, gave us an insider's glimpse into upcoming business development in Westlaco. We have nine different properties in the city of Westlaco that are being considered for commercial development, bringing more retail to Westlaco. So that's that's nine. That's, that's Six of them are located along the expressway, and three of them are, are either north or south of the expressway within a mile or two. Uh, and so to be able to have nine projects, nine different companies, nine developers that are looking at Westlaco, they're calling the permitting offices, they're doing their due diligence at this particular point. Some of them have actually turned in uh, master plans to the city engineering department and city planning for review uh, and then some of them are at that phase where they're having conversations with planning to understand what the codes uh, might be with regards to them bringing in this type of development. But, uh, but that's, that's great. I mean, nine, nine going up. So give me a year from now, Steve, and you're going to see uh, at, at the very least those six locations along the expressway uh, that have been sitting quietly for, for many years. Um, uh, one of them uh, is, is, of course, right next, one that I'm allowed to talk about, is, is right next to the micro hospital and, and a smaller strip center there. Uh, domain development has purchased all of that land. I wanna say there's probably about 12 to 15 acres within that space. And so he is in the process of, of recruiting companies along with the other uh, eight different developers that are looking all for the same uh, hopes to be able to land the same companies. As part of the Rio Grande Guardian Community Spotlight Series, Steve Taylor spoke to the Executive Director of Westlaco EDC, Steve Valdez, about economic development in Westlaco. Welcome back for the latest in our Rio Grande Guardian Community Spotlight Series. So pleased today to welcome Executive Director of the Economic Development Corporation of Westlaco, Steve Valdez. Thank you so much, Steve. Nice to be on your show. Very pleased to have you. And we have a 30-minute uh, window here to talk to him about what's happening in Westlaco and the Mid-Valley region. And um, it's going to be tight and difficult, I think, to, to cram it all into 30 minutes because I know some of the good things that are happening in the Mid-Valley and uh, Steve's going to tell us about them, but there's so much. So let me kick things off, Steve, by saying I was very interested and uh, enjoyed a very brief presentation you made for the Rio South Texas Economic Council they had a virtual tour of industrial sites. So they had EDC leaders from across the valley. You were one of those and you made your pitch to potential investors for your industrial park. So how did you enjoy that? That was the first time for ResTech and it was really great to see this community come together in that format, both in person and, uh, and virtual uh, and to see the development of the different industrial parks going on in the valley and in the region. It's just so exciting to see that kind of movement region-wide. Uh, I mean, we like what's happening in Westlaco, but to be able to see it and follow it across the, the one end to the other is just really, really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, hats off, hats off to ResTech. Um, uh, it's a good idea that they, they, they come across there uh, to, to have these virtual tours because we can't all get together still because of COVID. So for, the, for ResTech to put it on, and uh, like you say, we heard great presentations. There's a lot of material there for, for us at the Rio Grande Guardian to, 
to to dig into and, and do different stories on, including yourself, including Westlaco. So um, I'm going to give the floor over to you now, Steve, okay. in a way, and okay. say, you know, what are the key points you want to get across to our, our viewers today about economic development in the Mid Valley, how are things going? Well, thank you again. Uh, it's going great. Uh, as we showed in that video that you saw in that presentation, uh, we bought 150 acres, just under 150 acres, strategi strategically located off of 1015 and, and mile nine, which is only about two miles from the expressway. And so that location was selected uh, because, uh, not just because we're located in the Mid Valley, but because it's easily accessible from the truck trafficking type of, uh, th that type of industry that we're trying to, to uh, market as well. And so it's a, it's a really a great location. Uh, we, we're already in an engineering phase. Uh, several steps have been taken. It's now within the city limits of Westlaco. It was just outside the city limits before it's now part of Westlaco. It, it was zoned agricultural. It's now zoned uh, for industrial use. Uh, and so the engineering uh, is, is we're, we're now in that process where we've got some great master plan options to look at. Uh, we've, we've named it. It's now called the Mid-Valley International Industrial Park. And so we added that one name, the word international. Uh, FM 1015 at one point was also called International Boulevard. And so it, it, and, and, and plus the tie to the bridge at Progresso, we've got that international connection as well. And then we, we, we strategically named the two streets that it has. Uh, one of them is called Economic Avenue and Development Drive. And so we got that name in there as well to be able to make reference to the fact that it was a, an EDC purchase. So uh, it's already cut up into acres. Um, we're already uh, getting it ready so that we can start selling the acreage. And uh, hopefully by the start of next year, uh, start of January, 2022, uh, we're going to price them really well and, and to try to be competitive. And I don't have a problem even putting that price out there uh, for, for well-developed property with concrete roads, 50-foot uh, wide roads, so you, the, the truck traffic will have a lot of space. Uh, we'll have, of course, all the infrastructure, the water, the sewer, all the electrical lines will be going underground, so you won't see a lot of posts uh, along. It, it, we're really trying to make it a Class A uh, uh, industrial park, like some of the others we've seen in the region. Um, we're going to start looking at between 65 and 75,000 per acre. Um, and, and depending on, on the type of industry, you know, that, that price could fluctuate depending on the amount of jobs that they create and the amount of investment that they also bring to, to this, to the city of Wessico. And so we feel comfortable with the amount of money that we purchased the land for the amount of money we're putting into the development cost. And so we feel like a, a good competitive rate is, a, is going to be about 65000 And I think that's going to attract a lot of people. Just the developed land anywhere in the Valley is getting more and more expensive, and we wanted it to be competitive. So there's the first headline from today's uh, right. presentation. That's tremendous, uh, Steve. Um, silly question, I guess, with the Valley growing so fast, but you're very confident of filling, filling that industrial park. We, yes, we are. And, and, and that's because we've already filled another industrial park that's been in Westlaco for some time. Uh, we've got the, the uh, Mid-Valley Airport, and, and that takes up about a, a good 60, 70 acres. But when you include the acreage of the airport, there's close to 450 acres 
that's already completely full. Uh, there's two projects that are going up, actually three projects that are going up right now that were part of the press release. Uh, we've got two food processing companies that, that are moving in. Uh, actually, they're expanding in the, the limited amount of space there as well. And then we've got the Mid-Valley Airport that's also uh, getting some nice new hangars to be able to, to, to house some really impressive Citation jets. And so um, we, we're, we're at this point because we've outgrown the previous location and, and uh, we have actually four letters of intent. And these are from companies that are strong companies that can't wait until they can put a shovel in the ground and start uh, construction. In fact, we're going to be constructing a road and the infrastructure alongside of at least two other companies that are going to be constructing, constructing alongside with us. So we're, we're pretty confident. We, we really are. And as you mentioned that the industrial park, you've added the word, the name, the word international. So Mid Valley International Industrial Park. And that right. leads me to something I definitely wanted to chat to you about. And that is the importance, the symbiotic relationship you have with the Progresso International Bridge, because the plans that the, um, the owners there have there, the management company has there for their growth, uh, that's pretty incredible. It's a great story in itself, but you're seeing that happening. You're building, you've got those connections. You've historically, you've always had those connections with, with the Progresso Bridge, but the fact that they are expanding their capacity for, for trucks, uh, it, it just it fits in so well with the, the growth pattern that you've got planned. So tell us a little bit about the importance of that bridge. That's a very important uh, topic again, Stephen, and the stars really did align for both of us uh, because when we purchased this property, uh, we knew that there was expansion plans at, at the Progresso Bridge, uh, but we didn't realize that we were going to be building together at the same time. And so by the time they finish the expansion uh, at the Progresso Bridge, uh, they're doing four commercial lanes. Uh, they've got a really nice way of wrapping around the city so that all the truck traffic doesn't come right through downtown Progresso or Nuevo Progreso in this case, but it wraps around it uh, and then it crosses over into the United States. And so uh, we feel like, like, like the Mid-Valley, Westlaco in particular, is going to benefit from that commercial truck traffic. Uh, there's a lot of coal storage, a lot of uh, produce that's crossing over that requires coal storage. And so we also see that, that, that Progresso is also doing some coal storage facilities and they have land available as well. Uh, but we're working on these projects together. And we've had a great relationship with Marga uh, and the folks over at the Progresso Bridge. Um, and it's just exciting to see that because uh, that's really going to be a key to the success that we see here at our international industrial park as well. Uh, like I said, and that just kind of happened all together at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk to prospective um, clients, uh, folks, that the, the um, business leaders that want to, uh, to be in your industrial park, the new one or the, the existing one, which I know is almost full or is full, do they mention that the international uh, bridge in Progresso is, is a factor, is important to them? Do they, do they tell you, that, you know, how interrelated you are? We do. I mean, every, every client, every prospect, every state lead, uh, it, that's always a mention. There's two important factors that we, maybe three. Uh, we, we mentioned that we're centrally located. We mentioned that we're very connected to Progresso and that commercial industry crossing over. 
we, we let people know that we have a, a, an airport that's a, um, a general aviation airport as well. Uh, and then we, we let people know that, again, that, that central location in the region is vital uh, because they can go in any direction. But Progresso is always on the top list, uh, a top five list of all the things that we promote about Westlake. Well, actually, the airport was going to be my next question because um, I know how much you value that and, and, the, and the, benefit, the benefits it brings to the region, to the Mid-Valley. Uh, tell us how things are going at the airport. Again, more expansion plans there. Right. Uh, how, how much of an asset is that is the, the Mid-Valley airport to to your area? Oh, it's, it's, it's huge for us uh, to be able to, to let these larger industries who have their own private jets, they have uh, people traveling all over the world in, in, in many cases. Uh, it's, it's great for us to be able to, to, ho to house uh, not only our locals, a lot of our local industry uh, owners here have their own private jets as well. And so really that's catering the local people that we have already. That, that have had a need for a few years at least to be able to have a place where they can park their jet, uh, leave it uh, and save it from all of the elements that we might have, particularly the sun in South Texas. And so, yes, we definitely uh, are excited about the growth. It, it really has been a vital part. Uh, anytime that we can, we can have a conversation and say, hey, you can land right here in Westlaco and we can have our meeting and then you, we can have maybe a great lunch and dinner with all our great restaurants here in town. And then they can take off with, with decisions already made because we have that general aviation airport. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this, this next question, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about this before the, the program started, but you are a local guy. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're very proud and loyal uh, to your area. And you are of the opinion that um, the importance of the Mid-Valley uh, the significance of the Mid Valley is the Valley's been grown, you know, generally both 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 bookends. Say, let's say McAllen Mission or even Rio Grande City, all the way to Brownsville. Mm -hmm. um, um, the Mid Valley is becoming sort of an entity in its own right. It's becoming more important. We 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 sort of listed some of the entities that have made the Mid Valley their their mm -hmm. headquarters or at least regional headquarters, and. Um, we could fill the entire show just naming them all, but oh, yeah. there's so many. But tell us about that factor that you wanted to get across about uh, Westlaco and the Mid Valley as as a as a region. Well, it, it's almost as if I could create a slogan today on your show. But the Mid Valley means more. It means more now than it did before, uh, and the reason for that is what you mentioned before is the growth. Uh, I've lived in I've lived in cities where 30, 40 years ago you were on the outskirts. And, and then that city grew so fast that all of a sudden you were right in the middle. And that's happening to cities all over the valley. Uh, and, and, and that's exactly what's happening here. The region is growing so fast, uh, both industrial, residential, commercial, every facet uh, of our economy is growing. And, and now it's growing and, and we're becoming the center part of that region now. And so we, we have headquarters like the, the IDEA uh, Public Schools is headquarters. The DPS is headquarters here in Westlaco, the National Guard. We've got a strong border patrol uh, a station, substation here that houses hundreds of employees uh, of border patrol agents as well. Uh, we've got the COG, the LRGVDC. And so we have a lot of decision-making happening here 
in the Mid Valley because it's 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 easy to get to. Uh, we're close in proximity to everywhere. Uh, I talk about our workforce as well, uh, Steve. When you when you can live in Westlaco and you can work anywhere really within a 25 mile radius, uh, you can go to McAllen Mission and, and be there in 25 minutes or or less. Uh, you can go to Harlingen San Benito and go in the same distance and and and, and achieve what it, what you need uh, work wise. Uh, and so you can live in Westlaco and work anywhere. And then of course we also want people to work here, and that's why we're growing our industrial park and we're creating jobs. Uh, we're, we're, we, I can talk to you a little bit later about commercial developments for retail that we've got projects on the hook as well. So uh, it's a great time to be in the Mid Valley. I grew up in the Mid Valley. I was a Westlaco High School graduate. And to be able to see the significance that the Mid Valley now means where it really didn't have that value as it does now. So what is that figure that you put in your press releases? Remind, you, remind me, uh, if you have a radius of, say, I don't know, 25 miles, it may be, or 30, how many right. people uh, are within your catchment area? There's uh, almost to the exact number, but I'll just gener generalize it. It's 1.003. So we've got a million, easily a million in population that live within a 25-mile radius of Westlake. Uh, and those are numbers that were, those are older numbers. The, the new census numbers have recently come out. And so we're expecting that number to go higher. Uh, we've seen uh, uh, the communities that have grown uh, successfully within the last 10 years. So we will also encompass that, uh, the new numbers that are coming out from the census as well. So the number I gave you, the one point, the one million plus is, uh, is, is an old census uh, estimate from back in 2000. 19, I believe. So yeah, we're just, we're just getting bigger. And that, that must be a great selling point for you it, it, when, when businesses call you and say, uh, I'm interested, we want to mm -hmm. be in the valley. Uh, we know we need to be in the valley. We need to be on the border. And, um, and then you give them that statistic of the potential, right. the potential for growth in the mid valley when you have that many people living. So, you know, within such a short distance, that must be a sure. tremendous yeah. point for you. It is. It is a great selling point uh, for us to, to have that, uh, that workforce that's so close. Uh, they, can, they can live here uh, and work in other places, or they can live in other places and come to Westaco to work here. So yeah. we're, we've got that great balance, that, that great equation that helps us quite a bit. Great. Um, next question, education. Uh, you know, when, when we talk about the entities, that the organizations, the institutions, they're in the Mid-Valley, they're in Westaco. We've now, we've now got to say UTRGV, a very big presence, and STC, uh, a very big employer. Mm -hmm. um, tell us about those two institutions and why they're so critical for you. Well, that, that also is, is a great um, piece of information that we include, uh, uh, probably, again, one of our top five as well. So you've got UTRGV, the Center for Innovation and Commercialization. We've got STC. STC is the second largest campus. The Mid-Valley campus is only second to the main campus in McAllen on, on Pecan. Um, we've got um, um, Texas A&M Kingsville and Texas A&M Citrus. Uh, and so we have a Texas A&M presence here as well in their research and extension center. Uh, and then of course, we've got uh, a few vocational schools, Valley Grande Institute. We've, we've got um, a South Texas Votech. And so those are all part of the post-secondary education that contribute to, to Westlaco. And so we can, we can say that we've got that presence 
uh, here as well. Um, that's, that's really great when kids can finish high school, uh, graduate from high school and have places that they can go close by, whether it's a UTRGV in Edinburgh, uh, they can travel. As a matter of fact, the, the CIC Center here has a bus that picks up students every day and travels and drives them over to Edinburgh and then brings them back. So our parking lot in front of our building has a, a few spaces that we reserve for some of the students that travel to Edinburgh. So uh, it's a great resource. Definitely, we even have some university housing here as well. Um, we've got a doctoral program, the, the, uh, the business school, the Robert C. Vackard uh, College of Business is here in Westlaco. And so those students that are participating in the doctoral program uh, are part of the building that we have right next to us as well. So that too is a great entity uh, altogether to have that many or, or that caliber of education in the post-secondary education is a great resource for us. So do you happen to know how well that uh, UTRGV Center for Innovation and Commercialization, um, they launched a few years ago in West Dakota, do you know how they're doing? And uh, is there any way you could uh, do a deal with them whereby those mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, when they leave with their degrees, that they, they have to set up shop in West Lacoe? <laughs> You've got, well, you've got we, a lot of great startups starting there. Yeah, we, we would love that, of course. And that certainly is, uh, you know, we try to capture that, that uh, entrepreneur that's about to explode and, and expand. Uh, UTRGV is a regional school, so they're going to encourage the entire read that these entrepreneurs go into the entire region. But if we can grab them before, before they take off, we certainly would try. Uh, but they have, uh, particularly now with covid uh, and, and the unfortunate situation that we're in with this pandemic, uh, they've been trying to reach out to the local entrepreneurs by providing them with training, particularly in social media. And so at some point, I can share with you a release uh, of some of the classes that they're offering, both in person and online. So Lori Simmons is doing a great job. She, she's, uh, she was the brains behind putting this together. And it's, it's amazing to see where she's gotten it from a couple of years ago to where we're at today. But I can tell you, I don't go in there every day, but I see the parking lot full just about every day too. So that's a, that's a great re, uh, resource and asset for us. Great. Uh, and then that's another group we haven't mentioned yet that's based in, in West Laco, and that's the new Rio Grande Valley Metropolitan Planning Organization. Right. A uh, very important uh, entity for us. Uh, they're the conduit for all, a lot of the uh, federal dollars that come down for highways, uh, the building of highways, and any modes of transportation, really. But they, right. too, are based in Westlaco. They are, and, it, and it's great to have that kind of brain trust here, to have those, those uh, forward thinkers all collaborating in Westlaco and, 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 and the kind of ideas that are coming out of the MPO uh, that are also regionally uh, based as well. Uh, it's, it's just great to be a part of that, uh, those, those decisions, those ideas, uh, the brain trust, uh, the, all the ideas that come to Westlaco and then start in Westlaco and then move out. And that's, that's a great resource also for us here mm -hmm. is to have that MPO. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, very important group. I was listening to one of their shows recently, not shows, you know, their board meetings, monthly board meetings. And Andrew Cannon, the executive director, uh, the subject came up of the, the census, the new census figures. And he was saying that he felt Westlaco was shortchanged. He was expecting a greater number. So, uh, you know, that speaks to the undercount. Uh, as a city, I don't know if you've spoken to the city leaders, but 
Are you reasonably happy with where you've landed? Uh, some valleys, some cities in the valley seem to have done very well. Others haven't. There's no rhyme or reason to that. And uh, But we all know that because of the pandemic, um, it's generally acknowledged at least that um, you know, we didn't get the count that we should have. So where did Westlaco end up? And do you think you're at, your population is really much greater than the Census Bureau is telling us? Oh, 100%, Steve, 100%. I think we ended up at about 40,000. We were anticipating easily over 50,000. Um, and, and that number didn't, didn't, didn't present itself, unfortunately. Uh, the pandemic really did hurt us. Uh, just the, 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 the sense of fear, the sense of, uh, or just people not answering the door at all, census counters worked very hard and talked about how they were experiencing the same thing in the entire region. Uh, when I saw that number come up, I thought that that wasn't, that couldn't have been a true count. It really couldn't. And I think the pandemic had a lot to do with, with uh, where we ended up in that, in, you know, that particular number. So you, you think Westlake goes now at 50,000. It's not just your, your personal opinion. Uh, you know, that's what the city was calculating and believing uh, based upon all those estimates that come in through the, through the 10 years, you know, between each census count. It could have been so. close to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and not just because of that, but when we talk about doing these, we use these tools that determine population within radiuses. And so within a three-mile radius, we're at 68 to 70,000 within a three-mile radius. And so, so when, when, when you put a point, pinpoint in the city of downtown Westlaco, which is really the center, and you do that three-mile, uh, we get pretty close to about 70,000. And so, uh, and these are, again, old census numbers as well. And so, so to have a count that comes out below 50, even at just over 40, um, that, that was a surprise. Yeah. And it's not your, this is not your responsibility, but, you know, is there anything the city can do about it? I mean, have you heard whether uh, you can appeal that and ask them to, 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 to make some adjustment? Uh, we haven't had that conversation with the city yet. So uh, I'm sure the, the city manager, Mike Bettis, is, is yeah. working on something there uh, because I, I, I do believe that, that uh, they would agree that the, that the census was lower than what they expected. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's move back to, to growth again and, um, and development opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you wanted to, before we wrap up, you wanted to talk about the retail side of things. Uh, maybe you've got some more breaking news for us here. You've got some things happening on the retail front. Uh, you probably can't mention individual names, but uh, mm -hmm. new uh, retail stores come into your city. Well, what I can talk about are developments um, and, and a certain number of acreage that is going to be dedicated to, um, to retail. Uh, so we have nine different properties in the city of Westlake that are being considered for commercial development bringing more retail to Westlake. So that's, that's nine, that's, that's six of them are located along the expressway and three of them are, are either north or south of the expressway within a mile or two. Uh, and so to be able to have nine projects, nine different companies, nine developers that are looking at Westlake, they're calling the permitting offices, they're doing their due diligence at this particular point. Some of them have actually turned in uh, master plans to the city engineering department and city planning for review. Uh, and then some of them are at that phase where they're having conversations with planning to understand what the codes uh, might be with regards to them bringing in this type of development. But 
but that's that's great. I mean, nine, nine going up. So give me a year from now, Steve, and you're going to see uh, at, at the very least those six locations along the expressway uh, that have been sitting quietly for, for many years. Um, uh, one of them uh, is, is, of course, right next, one that I'm allowed to talk about is, is right next to the micro hospital and, and a smaller strip center there. Uh, domain development has purchased all of that land. I want to say there's probably about 12 to 15 acres within that space. And so he is in the process of, of recruiting companies along with the other uh, eight different developers that are looking all for the same uh, hopes to be able to land the same companies. So that's really exciting too. So the, 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 the face of, of, of the expressway is going to continue to evolve as we've seen over the last 15, 20 years. So we're going to continue to see that. And then at some point, we're going to be like some of the other cities where there's no more land along the frontage and we're going to have to grow north and we're going to have to grow south. Uh, south is our downtown district. And so, so that's doing really well. Our downtown district is one of the most intact uh, uh, remaining downtowns that we've seen. And uh, so we have our, our downtown street festival uh, eight months out of the year. That's coming up uh, the, this coming uh, Thursday, as a matter of fact, call out Fresco. And, and so we just have a lot of activity. Please continue telling us about uh, the, the downtown, because I know, it, like you say, it's very, very much intact. And uh, right. we see some downtowns that have sort of withered on the vine, unfortunately, in some other cities, but not certainly not the case of Westlaco. But the fact that you have nine developers uh, they don't do these things just just on spec. This means they believe they can they can fill those uh, slots, and uh, that speaks to uh, the demand that the the, the the rooftops are there. Um, the, the the need for more retail businesses in your in the mid valley in Westlaco mm -hmm. is simply there. We we went to an event called Retail Live. And what happens at this event is, is they, they take a conference room and fit as many retailers as possible into that space. And we were able to make direct contact with several of companies. And the, the best part about it was, you know, Westlaco is still a small to medium-sized town. Um, you know, everybody knows certain other towns in our region. But when we uh, say, hey, have you heard of Westlaco? Every single one of them said, of course we have. And, and the numbers... What was exciting to us is, is the information they would give us back. They would all tell us, your numbers, your retail numbers in Westlaco are, are over the top. Um, we, we can look at, at some of the same uh, restaurant chains that we have, and we've talked to some of these developers who are saying, when you take, for example, an average of, let's say, Chick-fil-A, we have one Chick-fil-A in Westlaco, and, 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 and the region looks at a regional average for that one type of store. Every single retailer that we have is well above the average for all the other stores when they compete uh, for not compete when they compare um, retail sales to other stores Westlaco's numbers are always going to be higher I think you can look under uh, any com whether it's the comptroller or whoever provides those numbers and you're going to see Westlaco's numbers are are really really impressive yeah yeah and so what that means is the demand is there the the the, the restaurants are full a lot there's waiting lines which means we need to, you need to build more of them you need more more opportunities <laughs> more more choice for the right. consumer we're okay. working on that we have a, a department here maria cisneros who, who handles 
uh, the recruitment for retail, and we're actually getting ready for another big conference that happens in, 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 uh, at the end of the year in December called the ICSC. It's in Vegas. And so our commission and our, some of our board members will be attending that. And we're setting up meetings as we speak now so that we can visit with some of these retailers to talk to them more about Westville. Yeah. And uh, we've got to wrap up soon, but you mentioned hospitals. So we've got to give you, you an opportunity to tell, <clears throat> tell the viewers that are not aware of this and potential investors just how many of the hospital groups you've got in Westlake, because that's a significant factor as well. You just, did you say hospital groups? Hospitals, yeah, yeah. You've hospitals. got different. You've got you've got emergency room. So you've got hospitals, yeah. health, health facilities. Tell that's us about right. those in Westlake. Of course, the, the, the larger is Nat Medical Center here in Westlake. There's probably six, seven stories worth of beds. Uh, a great facility. Uh, they've handled this pandemic very, very well in comparison to all the other hospitals. Uh, so they've done quite well. We've got the Valley Baptist that, that just has been uh, also a good anchor for the, for the Valley Baptist uh, brand. And then we've got the, the other ER service, the, the health service center as well, the ER here in Westlake that uh, has been great. They were here before Valley Baptist, so they really did help um, bring that, that emergency care, uh, immediate emergency care to Westlake as well. So we we, we feel like uh, one of the, again, the resources that we keep talking about, Steve, is that, is that we're, we're not a larger city uh, in comparison to some of the other uh, larger cities here, but we have a lot of those resources and healthcare is one of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the last question, perhaps rooftops, more rooftops coming? Definitely more rooftops. Uh, we have a great relationship with our permitting office. Uh, and, and just with permits that are on files, on shelves in their office equal, uh, the last time we checked, they had uh, 1,900 apartment units under construction uh, or in the plans for construction and about 1,800 lots. And so those lots that, that, uh, that were will, they're in subdivisions that will at some point be rooftops. And so between those apartments and those houses, uh, there went about 1,000 acres uh, in Westlake, they're now for you know gone, no more, no longer farmland, but now homes and residential spaces. So uh, every sector, uh, we're so excited that every sector of our economy is growing, including our residential as well. Yeah. Well, I did tell the viewers we we're going to cram a lot into this thirty minutes, and it's been very, very informative. I really appreciate it, Steve. Uh, you giving some time to us and telling us how things are going there. Um, Anything else we've missed? Anything else you'd like to add? You uh, you pulled it all out, uh, Steve. You were great at uh, great questions. Uh, really forced me to think about uh, where we're at. Uh, I, I love this community. I, I love the, the leadership. I, I love the cohesiveness that we have between our EDC board and our city commission. A lot of times we work on projects together. We, we have a collaboration between both sides. Uh, it's really nice to have a, a, seamless, a seamless relationship with us in the city of Westlaco, uh, I'd like to think that I'm almost uh, connected at the hip with our city manager's office as well. Uh, we just we just interdepend on each other quite a bit. So that's a great part of being in Westlaco is it's just good leadership, amazing leadership. Great. Well, we'll we'll leave it there, but we promise we'll come back soon okay. uh, for the for the updates, and we'll try to do this on a regular basis um, because uh, we're very keen to know about all the growth sure. happening in Westlaco. So thank you again, Steve Valdez, Westlaco EDC. 
uh, Executive Director. I appreciate your time and, and, and just keep up the great work for, for, on behalf of the whole Valley. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve, for the work you do at The Guardian. It's amazing work. That was the director of the Westlaco Economic Development Corporation, Steve Valdez. The Community Spotlight Series is a regular feature of the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. I'm Mario Munoz reporting.